Now the title of my sermon today is Scab. I don't know how to preach this word without touching on some sensitive areas of your lives, of our lives. I'm going to talk about this today because I want to talk about what God would have for us before flames. Because if we don't deal with the scar before the flames, it will become a sore. And I'm very careful not to give people roles and duties while they are bleeding. So I want to address this thing as the Lord allows me to address this scar. You know, I try to look for the most less gross picture, but I couldn't find something nice. So I'm going to explain this, and hopefully the Lord will allow us to share the word. I believe everyone knows what the scab is. Uh, I'm going to read it. I got this from the internet, and I believe that this is a... I'm not a dermatologist, so I'm not, I may not give you the, the biochemical or the biomedical definition of, of scab. I'll just go online, check on what Google said. All right, before we go on, I believe that everyone has had a cut before in their lives. A burn, a cut, you know, a scratch but some kind of, you know, offense on your skin. And then you have this black thing that comes off the skin a couple of days later. That's very ugly stuff. A lot of times you want to put the plaster and cover up. You know, a lot of times you, you try to pluck that pimple and you bust, your face, you bust the thing and then you have this big scar. And then you get like, you know, the star. Samantha has a star, star thing here. You put this, yeah. Um... But I want to talk about this thing called scab. And what a, lot of, what a lot of people do not know is that whilst the scab is very ugly, it is God's way of preserving his sons and daughters. It's like the temple, an external view of the temple. You don't like the temple, but as you come into the temple, you see the beauty of the, of the temple. So... I'll try as much as possible to use the text of scripture to give us an overview. Now, I'm going to define what scab is from my, from my text here. A scab is a natural part of the healing process after an injury to the skin, such as a cut, a scrape, or a burn. When the skin is damaged, a complex cascade of biochemical events kicks in to repair the injury. In some terms, the process can be understood as a seal or a cover. And while this might make sense to our day-to-day lives, that when we get injured, we have blood spill out, we have maybe a blood vessel is broken. When we scratch ourselves, something breaks in our skin and the blood vessel is broken. And then much later, after some days, you start seeing like, you know, this black thing on your skin that's very ugly, very offensive. You don't want to see it. You want to cover it. But what a lot of you may not realize that that black thing was actually, was actually there to protect you from germs and bacteria. When you break your skin, I'm going to come to the scripture in a moment. When you break your skin, there are four biological processes that that restores your skin back. And I try to be a dermatologist today. I try to, yeah, let's convert the title from a doctor of theology to a doctor of medicine. A, a dermatologist today. And if you are watching online, you're a dermatologist, this is only for Brooke Place. <laughs> Don't say, what, what is he teaching? All right, 
There are four stages. I'm going to explain the four stages to you that would respond to your healing when you break a skin. Because the reason why you have that black thing that is scab there is because there's a hardness or the hardness of the blood. It causes the black scar. All right? The question becomes, what has, has this got to do with the church today? Every one of us in the church, we've had a cut, not just physically, but also mentally. We've had bruises in our lives. We've had things that shake our faith. And we say stuff like, what's the point in serving God? I'm burnt out. I'm tired of life. I've got a cut. Someone has cut me. We, we, we call, in church, we call that, you know, what's the name we call it at church? Church hurt. You said it, I didn't say it. And we say, oh, church, do you know it's interesting how in the scripture there is nothing like church hurt. But in the scripture, there is something as a shepherd's hurt. Uh, you don't want to talk about that, right? In the Bible, there is nothing as a, sheep, uh, uh, a church hurt. In the Bible, there is something as a shepherd's hurt. We like to talk about how the shepherd hurt the sheep. But we don't, okay, let's. But we don't want to talk about how the sheep hurt the shepherd. Any, anyway, so we've been through life and been through stuff and we, we, we're burnt out. And a lot of times people get burnt out to a point that they don't come to church. And I was sharing with my leaders, we, we met two Sundays ago, I think, or last Sunday. And, and I was saying to them, there were three stages of offense that will happen. It's not just with the Brook Place. It's the global Christian community. Three things. First and foremost, frustration with self. The second part, frustration with the brethren. The last part, frustration with your church. And sometimes church leadership. The devil will fight you on these three levels. That the very first part, you are angry at God. For not giving you the job. You are angry at God. For not providing food on your table. You get so frustrated with God, with the one-on-one -on -one with God. That's the anger that men have in this day and age. And next thing they do, they start striking their brothers. It's called the Cain syndrome. Because God did not answer your prayers. You took it on Abel. Only because you are able. Now, the, tr the truth is this. <laughs> and, and the truth is this. That a lot of times we go through stuff in our life because we know that there is no way you're going to win with God. You are angry at God, but you know you won't win with God. And you are looking for the next person who's got transfer aggression. And then you transfer your aggression to your brother. Now you are dealing with God on your own and your sister because for one day, she didn't say hello to you. You get offended. But the truth is that she didn't make you offended. You are offended at God already. And now you're looking for anyone who you impose that wahala on. Are you hearing if you look at, if you look at the scripture, now God didn't, I mean, Abel did nothing to his brother. All Abel did was worship God well. The brother came, got so upset with God that in order to make God upset, he killed his brother. And for a lot of us in this place, our response to God for not asking our prayer is to fight our sisters and fight our brothers. Because that is the only thing that will make God turn. So we have frustration with self. Now, frustration with your brothers and sisters. And the last part, if pastor don't talk about it, frustration with the church. So you get angry with your brother and sister, and because you are unable to resolve your issue, it becomes the pastor's fault. 
Now you're frustrated with the church. And that's where people say stuff like, I'm not coming to church again because pastor is not talking about it. But if you trace the problem, it's coming from a first and foremost of frustration with you and God. Are you hearing me? And now you are scarred. And now you are hurt. And now you are bleeding. And now you are saying they don't like me. And now you are saying stuff like, but where is God in the whole narrative? I want to help you understand how God will heal your wounds. Amen. Because what a lot of people do not know that God is also a dermatologist. And God has a professional skill in covering wounds. Only if you let him do it. But the truth is this, I want to talk about scalp. I will go into my notes in a moment. The truth is this. If you don't manage your scalp, it will become a scar. And this will scar you for the rest of your life. You know the reason why? That scar would always remind you of your pain and your wounds even though you are healed. Because guess what? The scalp has to drop naturally. If you pick it, you make it infectious. Are you hearing church? Yeah. Alright. So we define what a scalp is. I want to read a scripture quickly. Of Psalms chapter 147 verse 1 to 3. Psalms chapter number 147 verse number 1 to 3. Amen. Amen. How many of you have been hurt before? By friends? Families? Loved ones? Exes? Exes? You don't want to talk exes? That's the one. Exes? Exes. Hear me. These people will be delivered tonight. Exes. Exactly. Because now you are bleeding. You are bleeding on the innocent guy for what someone has did to you. But let's see what the scripture says. The Bible says, "Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God." Amen. For it is pleasant. For it is pleasant, and praise is beautiful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem, and gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the broken-hearted and binds up their wounds. Somebody say, binds up their wound. If you look at the word, binds up, it's very easy to say tie up. But the word, bind up, in the Hebrew is the word, it's, it's an interesting word, it's the word habar, which means to govern or minister. Hear me? God ministers to their wounds. Amen. You know what I said? Let me say it again. God said that he, he ministers to their wounds. The word Haba means to govern or to minister or to administer. It's like a doctor or a dermatologist if he's in skin who sees a big wound and a sore and every day he comes and treats the wound. Amen. So God is not just tying the wound. God is treating. Somebody said treating the wound. And one of the people that you most likely will be uncomfortable with is the one who treats your wound. Amen. You are angry at the doctor for treating your wound. You don't like the doctor. You don't like, the, you don't like him administ administering stuff on your wound. So you realize that the reason why sometimes during your healing, you get most miserable. Are you here in church? Because God is in the process of healing your wounds. 
And if you don't let God heal the wounds, trust me, there are pathogens and bacteria that will give you a sore. Are you hearing, church? So in the natural, there are four stages, I'm going to go straight to the point, that happens when you break your skin, when you have a wound. There are many of you here right now, you are praising God, but you are wounded. You are shouting and jumping, but you are offended at someone. You know that you are so wounded that you don't want to come to church. So wounded, you are frost. You, you are so wounded that you've even blocked some of your brothers and sisters. That angry. But the problem is that if you don't let God deal with this cup, and you keep plucking this cup, it becomes a cycle. Friend, unfriend, friend, unfriend. You're going around in cycle. Why? Because at the moment you remember, you go back again to blocking. Some of you have become serial blockers. Because you have a reference point to your scar. My question to you is that you broke up with your ex seven years ago. No, no, I, I'm serious. This will help someone here. You broke up with your ex seven years ago and you are with a new relationship and still comparing your ex to this one? You are angry at that guy for not being like your ex. You are angry at that guy and saying that I'm not giving you my all because someone before treated me like that. You have denied yourself the privilege of enjoying your next because you didn't deal with your ex. And you don't trust the guy because how your ex treated you. And a lot of you are not really ready for your next level. You know the reason why? Because you always compare where you are going with where you've been. Are you hearing me, church? It's a scar we have to deal with tonight. Because guess what God wants to do? God do not want to bring scar from your star, from your scab. Are you hearing? He doesn't want to bring a scar from your scab. He wants to bring a star from your scab. Are you here in church? He doesn't want you to look back and always regret. He wants you to look back and say, thank you God, because what most of you called heartbreak was deliverance. Alright. So there are four stages that happens to your skin when your skin is broken. When you have an injury. The first phase is called coagulation. I will explain in a moment. To coagulate. Now because you've broken your skin and it exposed your blood vessels, what happens is that your skin begins to coagulate. Why? And the process of coagulation is to clot your blood to reduce the flow of blood. Are you hearing? It's, called, it's a cell called platelets. And this platelet, what it does, it coagulates your blood so that you don't have loss of blood. Amen. It tries to cover you. The purpose of this blood cell is to stop the flow and the loss of blood. So it begins to uh, clot your blood, begins to make it clot so that you don't have, don't have loss of blood. Now, you may not understand this. Now, you may say, in the, in, in the physical, what does this mean? Uh, in the spiritual, what does this mean? And I put in scripture here, and, and it says that when the skin is cut, now blood leaks out of the damaged blood vessels. Now, the platelet rapidly adheres to the site of injury to form a clot and it forms a clot here to stop the blood from flowing amen 
Every one of us have been cut before. Mentally cut, maritally cut, maybe financially cut. There is a cut somewhere and then there's a loss of something. Sometimes the loss of hope. Sometimes we're so cut so bad we don't want to come to church. Cut so bad that we don't want to get married again. There are people that made up their mind not to get married again. Why? Because their exes cut them so bad and they've lost so much hope. Now why you might lose blood in the flesh but in the marital relational dimension most of you have lost hope are you hearing how am I going to do the business anymore because the last time I did it there was no profits it closed down you've lost hope you've lost everything and I wondered what happens when the believer loses hope even some of us are so frustrated with God we don't want to come to church we've lost hope that God will not sometimes we say God cannot We've lost so much hope and it made us feel like God has abandoned us because of the cuts. Let me say to you, God is administering medication to your wounds. The Bible says that it binds Kabbalah, those who are wounded. God is in the business of managing your wounds. Are you here in church? If you let God deal with the injury, God will deal with that thing. But see what I said also. If you look at the scripture, there was a woman in the book of Mark that had an issue. I preached about it before. And the Bible said she had losses. She had a flow of blood. And the Bible said that she was there for 12 good years. And everyone who saw the woman said that she was good for nothing. And she had a disease. But she said, if I may only touch. Somebody said touch. When you feel like you're being caught by life, you are being caught in your present con con context, all you need is a touch from God. Are you here in church? Not a reason to be vexed. Are you hearing? Because a lot of you, do you know the reason why people are still hurt? Because they want to be right. So they are still in their pain as long as the next person tells them that they are right or they are wrong they say stuff like well the reason you haven't moved on oh god help me today many of you are still stuck where you are not because god has not provided healing for you but because he wants an apology so badly so you are still there i'm not gonna go until she apologizes and you are still in your wound you are still in your pain you are still hemorrhaging you are still bleeding because someone has refused to apologize to you bleeding so bad and I ask, what does this mean? What, does, what is the function? What, what, what's, what's the, what does, who is the co coagulant? And, and it looks like the Holy Spirit is like that coagulant. The one who stops you from bleeding. Many of you have bled all through Snapchat. Bled on Instagram. Bled on Facebook. Bled on WhatsApp. Something going on with you, you put up a black picture. What is that? What's going on with people? Why do you want, why are you showing us? All you need is a touch from God, not a visit to WhatsApp. The world has become so perverse that back in the day when people were hurt, they ran to God. Now people are hurt, they're looking for algorithm. Who will like the post? How many shares would I get? And now you put up a black stuff on Instagram and people are asking you, how are you? And you don't even respond to them. You, you, you keep people hanging in suspense because you want attention that badly. You're not going to like this today. I'm ready for you. 
everyone is asking, are you okay? You're, not, you're, you're reading and not responding because you like the attention. You want to bleed so bad so you can get pity. Pity is not the fruit of the spirit, church. It is not the fruit of the spirit. You better say to yourself, uh, I've been broken too long. Uh, I refuse to stay wounded. I refuse to bleed. Uh, I refuse to be here. I'm going to take myself up, uh, clean my mess up, uh, and look to be better. You need to get out of your wounds. But guess what? What coagulation does is that he it stops the flow. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. He wants to stop your hurt. He wants to stop you from bleeding. But the church will not let him. Because the only thing that draws attention is your pity. So God, as long as you are going to save me, I'm not going to ask for, your, for, your, for, for saving. Why? Because if you clean me, then how will I get attention? So I want to bleed. For people, hemorrhaging is a way of attention. If I don't hemorrhage, they won't come. But God has a way of making the blood stop. Amen. In Luke 24, verse 29, the Bible says that I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power. The whole purpose of the blood clots in the spirit, why you have it as blood clots, stopping the loss of blood. In the scripture, we have it as the Holy Spirit cloth, clothing you and covering you. Are you here in church? If you don't let the Holy Spirit cover you and stop your bleeding, guess what? Even the word will ask about your faith. Are you really saved? So the purpose of the blood clot is to stop the loss of blood. Say to your neighbor, say stop hemorrhaging. I know you're wounded. But guess what? The, 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 the Spirit of the Lord is taking his time to administer to your wounds. Stop bleeding. Should I tell you what wounded people do? You want to hear? Let me tell you. Wounded people have everyone against them. They believe that everyone is against them. They believe that everything that is said is against them and about them. It's not about you, church. I've got better things to talk about and do. I'm not going to spend all the time talking about you. You don't have context like that. Come on, church. It's not about you. It's not. I don't care. Heaven is not about you. When they post something online, is it me? You know, church, I am tired of getting that response from church people because my Facebook is not about you. Because when you don't heal, every statement is about you. Oh, you're not going to like me today. Apostle, is it me? It's you. It is very you. But that's what it does. That's what the devil does to people. It makes you feel like the world is at war against you. You think that they're going apostle, they're talking about me. Who is talking about you? Nobody. Because now, see what happened now? You're, so, you're bleeding so bad that when group of guests gather, it's about you. They're talking about revival, not you. Are you hearing? But because you haven't healed, everyone is a suspect. This is a bad thing. If you don't let the Holy Spirit touch you, you become touchy. Are you here in church? Yes, when you are bleeding, you need somebody say a touch from the Lord. There was a woman who bled for 12 years. All she needed was touch. God touched my bleeding heart. But that's not all. Now, after the, after the 
the coagulation. Now the purpose of the coagulation is to stop the loss of blood. The next part is called inflammation. Oh God, this is a good one. Now this is the part. Now why is one of the, why is to understand that the blood called platelets and what this platelet does, it stops the flow of blood. There is another type of blood cell called the white blood cell. What it does, it fights against bacteria and pathogens. You didn't hear what I said. It fights against, because trust me, when you are bleeding, the warfare amplifies. Bleeding is giving hell a license to amplify your warfare. You didn't hear what I said. Whenever you are bleeding, you have every reason to be upset. Why? Your gates are open, your guards are down. And every demon from hell will come speak to you. Are you hearing? And the purpose of the white blood cell is to fight against bacteria. There are many bacteria flying around the nation of the world. And if you let the bacteria come on your wound, it's going to become a sore. The purpose of the white blood cell, guess what church, is to protect you against pathogens. Why is this repairing you? It's protecting you. Are you hearing? But if you refuse to allow the Lord walk on you and walk on that broken blood vessel, all the pathogens, all the demonic pathogens, all the principalities, all do you not understand that it is the time that you are bleeding that the altars are walking? Because altars are sacrificed, altars are serviced by blood. You don't understand. When you are bleeding, every generational altar gets activated. Because altars are serviced by blood. So now that you are bleeding, you are servicing an ancestral altar. And now you are wondering, why am I going through what my great-grandfather went through? Because your blood has activated an altar. Are you following me, church? Are you following me, church? Because we need to come up this, I'm still hurt. At this stage of our faith, you are still hurt. You, you're hurt by a brother, you're hurt by a sister. You cannot sit one-on-one and talk about it. You are hurt so much so that you've actually become an enemy in your heart. You are still hurt by someone who prays God with you. So angry that you've, 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 you've been praising the sister or brother in your heart. Since when did the church become a, 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 a prison warden? Since when have you started arresting people and throwing the keys away? And there were people in your heart for the last five months and they don't even know there are prisoners in your heart. You've locked them in your heart. You've made up your mind never to see anything good about them. As far as even if they walked on water, you would say because they can't swim. <laughs> I, I will help you, church. I will help you. Let me tell you what wound does. Let me tell you what wound does. Let me tell you what wound does. And, and I preached on it two days ago. Let me tell you what wound does. Let me tell you. Jesus says there is no man great as great as John the Baptist, right? Yes. Right. Let me help you. And I said it so, I put it on social media a few days ago. Never marry a prophet. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I won't preach it now again. Hear me. John the Baptist. Hear me, church. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. John 1.29. Amen, church. 
John the Baptist was in his element. And the people saw that he prophesied Jesus. Young women, never marry a man in his element. Marry the man when he's not in his element. Because he will hype you at that moment and you fall in love with what he can do but not who he is. Okay. John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold, behold Mr. Blepo. Which was to look upon. John the Baptist was the annuncia. All the chicks that were in Jordan loved on him because he prophesied well. Are you hearing? All the sisters there, they were blushing. Oh my God. He said, behold, everyone beheld. My goodness. He's got baritone. Wow. He's had a nice exegesis. John the Baptist commanded the crowd because he was in his elements. He was the prophet there. In Matthew chapter 11 verse 3. That same John the Baptist who said, behold the Lamb of God. Whilst he was in prison, he sent a message to Jesus and said to Jesus, are you the Lord? Matthew 11, John the Baptist was in prison. So frustrated, he, he sent his disciples, go and ask him if he's the Lord. The same man who said you are the Lord, now in prison ask him if you are the Lord. Women, many of you are falling in love with John 1.29, the behold. But the real John is when he's in prison. That is the John when it's not in his elements. That is the John when it's not prophesying. You've wondered why many marriages break after seven months. Because you fell in love with the prophetic and not the man behind the prophetic. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, church? Many of you are like that John the Baptist. You come to church and you prophesy every single Sunday. Behold the Lamb of God. You climb the stage and you prophesy. You are like that John the Baptist. When people see you, they see a prophet. And they say, who is this woman of God? She can preach, she can prophesy. But in your houses, you are Matthew 11.3. In your houses, you are even denying your faith. In your houses, you are tired of church. In your houses, you say, God, where are you? But in the church, you can prophesy. Behold the Lamb of God. But in your house, you are asking, are you sure you are the Messiah? What hurt can do? John the Baptist was bleeding so much he forgot his purpose. He asked, let me see. He asked, he said to them, this man is sandal. I'm unable to remove the strap of his sandal. He is the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Then Matthew says, go and ask him if he's the man. Give me John 1.29. It's called a John syndrome. A John syndrome. Before the brethren, you are the prophet. But in your house, you are doubting Thomas. You didn't hear me. John 1, 29. The next day, he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the word behold is to blepot, to look upon. Take your attention everything. Behold the lamp of God that takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist was in his element. The office of a prophet here. You can imagine all the girls. Here, oh my God, he can preach. He says, behold, he all beheld. He says, look, he has his exegesis of the word. My goodness, it's the other material. Wait until Matthew chapter number 11, verse 3. From verse number 1, Matthew 11, 1 to 3. Let me show you what it says. Matthew 11. When Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities, verse number 2. The Bible says, now when John... The one who announced him, yeah? When John, while imprisoned, it's no longer in his element, it's in prison. 
Listen, you don't know men, especially men of God. I said to you every time, the highest level, hear me, women, the highest level of a spousal, the highest office of spousehood is not fivefold, it's husband. Not a fivefold. I am not an apostle to my wife, I'm a husband to my wife, it's the highest level. Are you here in church? Many women fall in love with the title. And that when they are in their prison means that when they are in their weaknesses, they can't handle the relationship. God never says, for this reason, shall an apostle leave his father. Somebody say, man. man. The highest level of marital mandate is husband and wife, not a fivefold. Marry a man, not an office. Anyway, when John, while he was in prison, heard, all he did was heard, he heard the works. This is called jealousy. Because John the Baptist felt like, remember John the Baptist's disciples, Jesus' disciples were first John the Baptist's disciples. Now he's jealous in prison. Because he was meant to be the one who would gather the Jews. Now he's heard that he heard in prison the works of Jesus, God's works. They They were cousins. But there was jealous. He didn't know what I'm saying. There were causes, but he was jealous. When he heard the works of Christ, he sent words by his disciples. Verse number three. That's what he says. And said to him, Are you the expect- Hold on. The same guy who said, Behold the Lamb. Now he's saying, Are you the expected one? Do you know the reason why? He was bleeding in prison. What courts would do? If you don't manage your court, you will deny your angels. If you don't manage your court, you will demonize your promises. What court will do? Court will blind you from the promises. If you are wounded, you never see anything from the Messiah. There were, there were people God has sent your way to be the agency for your next level. But because you are so offended at them, you decided to die in poverty. You know, hear me. You are so proud to say, I'm sorry for hurting you. You decided to die in your poverty and apologize. So wounded that you've sworn, I'd rather die than say sorry. Are you here in the church? No, you're angry, right? You're angry. So the purpose of the white blood cell is to fight against pathogens and fight against bacteria. That's the purpose of the spirit of the Lord. It comes in your life and guess what it starts doing? It starts fighting against the bacteria from your father's house that wants to amplify your wounds. At that moment, it is very inconveniencing. At that moment, you are tired of church. It's that sense of like, I don't know what's going on. Everything is not working in my favor because you are dealing with pathogens. And the Holy Spirit comes and says, son, I'm coming to defend you. Now, quickly in the scripture, because we are still in number two, quickly in the scripture, in inflammation. Now, white blood cells migrate to the site of the injury to fight off the bacteria. Are you here in church? Now hear me, I wrote a very interesting part. Now, and other pathogens that could potentially infect infect the wounds. Now, a lot of times, (laughs) if you fight the process of your restoration, 
around the injury you find like red sores. If you fight, it starts scratching the wound. What you may not understand, you, it starts ripping the new tissue that's being formed. The more you scratch the wound, the more you extend the pores. Are you hearing? Because many of you have refused to let the Holy Spirit fight for you. But see what I said? In Exodus 14, verse 14, the Lord will fight for you. And all, what, what, what did he say should do? What did he say should do? Be very careful of what you say when you bleed. Because many times you don't mean it. But because you are in so much pain, you say what you cannot retrieve. Many people have lost relationship because they spoke in their hurts. There was wisdom in keeping still. The highest level of prophecy is called stillness. Be still and know. You didn't hear what I said. Are you hearing church? The problem is that you feel like because you're just because you are bleeding. Listen, the fact that you are hemorrhaging doesn't mean you should be hemorrhaging from your mouth. Have you not noticed it? That when people bleed, they have a reason to accuse everybody. They talk too much. The Lord will fight your pathogens. All you need to do is what? Say quiet. In the midst of the storm, when it doesn't make sense, quiet. When you are bleeding, quiet. Quiet. I don't understand the reason for this wound. Quiet. Are you here in church? In the midst of your wounds, quiet. Let God do what God will do. Stop telling the entire church that you are wounded. Quiet. I promise you, most of the people you tell your wound don't care about your treatment. They will tell someone else what you told them. And now when the news spread, it starts saying, I didn't, why? why? Because you talked when you should be still. You must learn to allow the dermatologist manage your soul. He's the doctor. He's the one who is the expert. Bible says that he will bind, he will manage your soul, govern your wound. Are you hearing? Understand this church, when you're going through that issue of your life and it looks like God, you are exposed to the word. All you need to do, Lord, I am ready. Heal my wounds. God will heal you quicker when you open your wound and close your mouth. Most of you are still bleeding because your blood resonates your words. Every syllable you make from your mouth brings out a blood. So the reason why you're still bleeding is because you're still talking. Are you hearing, church? If there is anything you want to talk about in the midst of your wound, talk to him. Are you hearing, church? Yeah. It is not a popular sermon. It is not be healed in Jesus' name. It is that most of you are still bleeding because you don't know how to keep quiet. Quiet. And now you are almost healed, almost feeling better. And now you heard what someone said, what someone said. A said to B, B said to C, C said, it becomes Chinese whisper. And the original meaning was lost in transmission. And now you're angry at the people because you talked. 
Are you here in church? So the next stage is called inflammation. Now the other part is called proliferation. Now the proliferation stage is interesting. This time, this time, uh, it's no longer about blood. This time, the the cell has coagulates the blood. The cell has fought against the bacteria. There was a new type of cell. It's called fibroblast or fibroblast. And what this fibroblast does, it produces a cell called collagen. Are you, are you feeling me, church? Yes, sir. It, it produces a, a, a cell called collagen. And this collagen is rich in protein matrix. This collagen, what it does, it's a fiber, a fiber protein fiber, to cover the wounds. Are you here in church? To cover the wounds. You hear me again? The whole purpose of proliferation is that it produces a certain kind of protein. The cell is called fibroblast. Produces a protein to cover the wounds. Amen. Amen. You know, I like this part because now God is trying to stretch the wounds to cover. But let me say what I wrote here. This is the part that you won't like. I'm going to say it. And I say that. Proliferation. Once the wound is clean and free from infection, there are cells called fibroblasts that produces collagen, a protein that supports the growth of a new skin. Now, <laughs> it helps to cover and um, stretch the skin to be covered. And I call this the help of the spirit. Are you here in church? Yeah. Let me help you understand. In your process of healing, God will send resources that are agencies to your new recovery. And sometimes the people God will send, you don't like them. Are you here in church? Because guess what? This protein matrix is irritating. But the purpose of the matrix is to cover the wound. A lot of times you know that God is interested in your healing because all the friends around you becomes irritating. But the assignment is to cover your wounds. You hear what I said? This protein matrix are part of the skin already in the internal layer. They come out and stretch. There are people God will bring your way. And their assignment is to stretch you to recovery. But guess what you will do? You will curse them and say they don't like you. You want brand new friends. There were two types of new in the scripture. There was a new called Kainos. And there was a new called Neos. The, the new called Neos means new of something new. Kainos means new one of the same microphone. New, new. Sorry, that's the word neos. But kainos is a newer version of the same show. Yeah. Neos is new of the same thing. A newer microphone is called neos. Amen. Amen. But kainos is a newer version of this microphone. Many of you women, 
men, brethren, whenever you are bleeding, you are always looking for something new. Sometimes God will not bring the new one to you. Sometimes God will use the old one to bring covering to your new. Never disdain the people God put in your life. Because God will use the same people that you disrespect and disparage to be a blessing. Why do you think you haven't healed? Because you are looking for the new friend. God put the healing in the old one. I don't know why I'm seeing in this position. I need new friends. You don't need new friends in your life. You need God to use the old friend to bring new healing to you. So the purpose of this protein is to stretch the wounds to cover. That is the work of the spirit. And see what the Bible says in the scripture. In Galatians chapter number five, six, verse number 2. That's what it says in Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens. So and so fulfill the law of Christ. In this translation, NIV says, carry one another's problems. In that way, you fulfill the law of Christ. What am I saying? Who wants healing here? You can't heal by yourself. Mm -mm. And it is not you who tells the expert how to get healed. You are not your manufacturer. You don't tell yourself, I want you, I don't want you. So many people will stay, stay sick for long. And stay wounded for long. Why? Because they have chosen and picked who they want to be around them. Are you hearing me, church? Yes. You're going to go home, you're going to think today. Well, I am tired of praying the same healing to the same people over and over again. Because you want to heal by yourself. You want to do it yourself. Whereas God has sent resources around you that will be a blessing to you. I preached two Sundays ago. Was it last Sunday? Two Sundays, last Sunday. I can't remember. Yeah, I preached on how people have become so familiar with themselves in the church that they've missed their blessings just because they expect something from someone better. And they say stuff like, Marvin doesn't have what I need. George doesn't have what I need. You disdain the ones that are close to you. And honor the ones outside. You disrespect those that are close to you. And then you are honoring. Do you know how bad it is, some of you? Let me tell you how bad it is. That your fellow brother will post on social media. Just an example. You don't like. But someone from another church posts the same thing or shares that you like it. No, let me say it again for those here to hear me. Someone in the same church with you, you don't share their content. You don't support them. You don't join their life. You don't support them. But guess what? You are sharing T.D. Jakes. That don't know your name. You are sharing Sarah Jakes. That don't know your address. Beside there was a sister in the church with you that war with you, but you've decided not to because of the spirit of competition. encourage one another. That's what we are church. So wounded that you have literally, you're so wounded that you don't even value gifts around you. Your next level may be the hand of Jackie. Oh, your next level may be in his hands. 
All he needs to do is open up his mouth and say, God bless his sister that morning. So you disrespect yourself here because he, has, he doesn't have a microphone. And that's why we are bleeding, bleeding believers. And I say every time that the blood of the saints drip on the, blo- on the blade of the saints in the camp of the saints. This is the coolest time hell has ever been. Because we've taken our attention off Jezebel. Now we are fighting ourselves. What wounds would do if you don't treat your wounds? Everyone is a suspect. Are you hearing me, church? Let me tell you a healthy church. Let me tell you. Even if a church is made up of 10 people, I'm happy in your church. I'm not just going to your conference because I'm going to be blessed. I'm going because I want to support you. Are you hearing me? I'm, going to, I'm coming to support you. Even if your membership was five and your sister is having an event and the biggest bishop in, in America is having an event, guess what I will do? I love you, bishop, but it's my sister. Are you here in church? Someone one called me, a former member called me and said to me, Apostle, there was a certain man of God doing a program. And Lady T is having a program. What do I do? And I said to the sister, I said, you want to go to that program or Lady T's program? I said, let me ask you a question. If you fall sick, you will call the guy to come pray for you? No. If you're going through stuff, you call the guy? No. How dare you ask me the question? But the church is bleeding so bad that they will never support those around them. Are you here in church? I love my church to a point. My friends apostles ask me. My friends apostles, they ask me. I don't understand. You're always going to your sons and daughters events. If I don't go, who will go? They ask me, why are you always doing this? You're always supporting them. If I don't support them as sons, who will support? Because they say to me, I don't go. I say, I go. This is covenant. I'm not asking for a mega church. I'm asking for God. Give me a big heart. This is covenant. Are you hearing me? So I will support that ministry. I don't care. They say to me, why do you only share their stuff? Ask my wife, she's here. How do you do it? I say to them, I don't understand how you do relationship. But I have a relationship with my members. I don't understand you do it. I'm not bleeding. I am living well. There is no drop of blood. Because I will not even let you hurt me. You know the reason why? Let me tell you why you won't hurt me. Should I tell you the reason why? Tell you the reason why. Because I don't care about who is right. If I'm wrong, sorry. I've said it again. I don't care if I'm the apostle of the church. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. It ends there, right? So I don't, I don't give you reason to fight me. Sorry. But many of you will get offended at your leaders because you feel like they won't apologize. We do. We tell people sorry when we are wrong. We tell people we'll be better when we are wrong. Are you here in church? I refuse to let you make me bleed. Ah, no way. I cannot go to bed turning and turning because of you. It's not going to work. 
I will call you and tell you, listen, are you angry? Yes. All right, let's, let's settle it now quickly. Are you here in church? I refuse to bleed. So there are people around you that God will bring to cover you. And these people that God will bring to cover you, it is not you who make them. It, God is the one who brings them to you. There are resources God will bring. God will, God will bring you through people. Let me say this to you. Remember, whenever you are getting healed, it becomes more itchy. That is the temptation to scratch out that scab. Because God, whenever your healing is coming, you find, I'm not just scratching. Don't scratch that thing, please. It's a sign that God is ministering to your wounds. Don't scratch it. Life will frustrate you so bad that everything becomes itchy and touchy. Anyone who talks to you at church is offending you. Are you hearing? Not just in church, but even in life, real life. Everyone is offending you. Life is itchy, it's itchy. Yeah, yeah. And it will scratch it, it will scratch it. Be very careful. When you are very close to that scab, then the intensity of the scratch increases. Just scratch it for me. And sometimes some of us like to peel. I don't know what kind of cannibalistic can, 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 can life is that. <laughs> you, you, you peel it like you, peel, you just like to see the red. You peel it. I don't know why you're peeling it. Yeah? Peel it. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is almost healing. And now you are peeling. But guess what happens? They go back to square one again. And that's what happens every time. When God wants to bring your healing to you, guess what you do? You peel it and go back to square one again. The same people that you forgave become your enemies again. Because you know what peeling does? Because you've already forgiven those people. Now because you've peeled it, now you're, asking, you're looking for more reasons to fight them. You know, Sister Delicia, you know I said I forgave you the last time. I, I didn't really forgive you because I had something new again. Because you keep peeling the wounds and even though you understand that they have said sorry but because you want a context for revenge you keep peeling the wound many of you just because you want to be angry at people you peel your wounds something they did five years ago but because you're looking for everything to fight them you peel your wound you say you know Sir Delicia, we are 20 what's 2023 what's five years ago 2018 20 something. <laughs> 2018. Sister Delicia. Yeah, how can I help you? You know, when we are singing the choir, he told me to sing low. And my microphone was too loud. I'm not forgiving you. This was five years ago. This was five. But guess what? Because you are looking for a reason to bleed. Because guess what? I realized that in Christendom, when people want attention, all they need to do is peel their scab. Because I promise you, there are people that don't want deliverance. They want pity. Because if you deliver them, they don't have a context anymore. So they stay bound to be pitied. So whenever the attention is coming off them, they peel their scab. They've allowed the scab to heal for three weeks. And now when the scab is healed and all the attention is gone off them, now we're not looking at someone else in order to draw our attention. Apostle, I'm still bleeding. Come back again. So there are people that are made perpetual 
scapulars. And they're only scapulars because they want their attention from the apostle, from the leaders. Whenever God say, behold, the next person, this apostle, I'm bleeding. When the, I'm bleeding. So they're always pulled to your attention. Why? Because they are professional scapulars. They want to believe because they want the attention. The devil is that bad. And what they don't understand is that whenever a blood drops, you, you serve as an altar. So this third part is the part that God brings people your way. God brings resources, people, to help you. You know, I have a different views about angels. And I, my view is very, 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 it's very, it's on a high spectrum. People don't like it, but I, I know what I say, what I say it. Paul said that some of you have entertained angels unaware. If angels have wings, then we should be aware. So, angels don't have wings, so we entertain them on our ways. Meaning, therefore, that many of you are praying into heaven for God to bring an angel with wings. Whereas, the angel God has sent is sitting by you. Let me tell you how this thing works. I'm a prophet of the lost church. Let me tell you how it works. Sometimes, your next breakthrough is not in fasting and prayers. No, you're wasting your time. You're starving. All God needed to do sometimes is pick up a phone and call a brother. And because of that obedience, God opens the door because you are obedient, not because you fasted. All that God needs sometimes is to pick up the phone and just text a sister. How are you doing? Because maybe that sister's confirmation is that I want to get a text on how are you doing. And because you've obeyed God's instruction, God blesses you. So the problem with the church is not like you don't pray and fast, you just don't obey. You don't obey. Because we've been taught that we, the one who offends us has to apologize. Let me tell you how this works as a prophet of the Lord's church. Sometimes God will tell you you're offended. To go to the offender and tell them so. Tell them sorry. For many of us that nations open to, there were people who cost us. God said, pray for them. I was preaching at Kabod, was it last year? And I and I called out something in the morning. And I said, I see a number. I called the number out. Now don't do that if you cannot do that. I said, I saw the text message. And I see you, you're saying this about me. I called the time. I called the number. I called the text message. Nobody responded after the church. Someone came and said to me, Apostle, I'm sorry. How was the one? This is the number. This is the text. Word for word. I was so angry, but God says, pray. I was like, I'm preaching. You are texting. You are texting someone while I'm preaching. But I said to the woman of God, I said, woman of God, come. Knee down here, she knelt down. And I blessed her. I laid my hands on her. And I called nations. And I blessed this woman of God. When I did that, God opened another dimension in my gifting. Are you here in church? Apostle, how do you see? Let me tell you how I see. I see because I know how to forgive those who hurt me. Are you here in church? Here in church. I don't have any time anymore. 
So this stage, God will bring people your way that will support you. Four minutes, that's a lot. Is it 40 or 14? Four. Okay, that's a lot still. <laughs> but God will bring, hear me, God will bring people your way. Now, hear me, in your time of bleeding, this is the trick. In your time of bleeding, the people who irritate you are the people you need. In your bleeding time. These are the fibroblasts. These are the collagens you need in your life. They will irritate your skin. When people begin to irritate you, that's all you need. The ones who will not sugarcoat the truth. That's what you want. The church of Jesus is still on insulin. So diabetic. Because all she likes is sugar-coated words. God has not told us to be sugars. He's told us to be salt. And now in the midst of your wounds, you're looking for someone who will sugarcoat the lies. God will send salt your way. Bible says, let your words be seasoned with salt. God will send salt your way. You may not like them because they don't have carb- carb- them, what do you call them, sugar, whatever it is. But God will bring them to correct you. Amen, church. Yeah. And the last part that is gone through, it's gone through the three stages. The last stage is the stage called maturation. Somebody said maturation. maturation. In maturation, this is where the scab is formed and drops off naturally. Are you here in church? You don't pick it. There are three things that can happen in maturation. <laughs> I'm ending now. <laughs> all things are passed away. All things have become new. Mm, new. Maturation, this time is very delicate. This time the scalp is formed and the skin thick. The level of irritation is so bad that you want to cover your hand. Hear me. Though it is mature, it is not your responsibility to pluck it. As long as the scab is still attached to your skin, hear me church, it's still healing even though you lose black. When you try, hear me, when you remove the scab by yourself, even though your wound is dry, it will cause a scar. And a lot of times, the scars that are caused by peeling this stuff doesn't cover anymore. But when the scab lives by itself and gives a scar, it will naturally cover up. Three things happen at maturation. Number one, infection. Number two, scar. Number three, wholeness. Infection. It is possible that that wound may result to another wound. If you don't manage your soul, that one scar you have, that one wound you have because of infection, there is a propensity. This is the part you want to hear. There is a propensity that a scab can lead to amputation. When you dig into the wound so badly, he will rupture your arteries. 
to a point where you can be amputated. It means to chop off some part of your body. Because he's not allowed for the natural flow of regeneration. Are you hearing? If you don't treat this right, not only would you... Now this, is, this is spiritual. It is possible that you can forever cut off relationship that is meant to bless you. If you don't treat your wound bad, uh, treat your wound right, there are people God have sent to you that will say, you know what? I came. I knocked. He didn't open the door. I'm going. There were missed opportunities that you can never get, even with fasting and prayers. There were opportunities that will never come back. Even if you fasted and prayed. You know the reason why? Because you have consistently dug into your wounds and broken your arteries. And when God provided everything to steal what your wound, you refused him. You've dug into your arteries so bad that God has caught it out. Be careful how you manage your wounds. How you manage your soul. Because there are people who may not have grace to wait. They will turn back. There are people God has sent your way to be helpers of your destinies. But because you bless so badly, they turn their back on you. Let me tell you the truth. There might be someone watching you and just watching how you respond to life. Because what you're looking for may be in the hand of someone here. There is someone that might be in HR here. There is someone that might be in HR here. Might be a hiring manager, but sees that you come late to church. Let me say it again. There might be a hiring manager in this church who comes to church and sees when everyone comes to church. That may be, that would have been your potential hirer. But because she's or he's seen that you're a perpetual latecomer, I'm not going to give him the job. She'll just come late to church. If she can come late to the house of God, she'll come late to work. What am I trying to say? It may not be here. It may be somewhere. It may be your life. Someone watching you. But you've blessed so badly that in your house you are saying, what's the point coming to church? I just go during the world. Just go. Because of bleeding. That's called infection. The second one is your scar. This is the part that a lot of people have. I'm ending now. The scar. Don't allow the scar be a point of reference. Because what scars do, scars always take you back to your past. There were people, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know about women, I know about men. But let me say this to women. Let me say this. Because I'm a pastor and I've heard a lot. I have seen married women still angry at their exes. I don't understand. If you are still offended at your ex, you haven't healed. This is my own science, my own philosophy. I don't see any reason why you're married for the last 10 years and you're still offended at that guy. You haven't moved on in your new. You still have a scar. Let me tell you how to help you today. Today, you're going to go back to your archives and point at the thing that makes you remember your past and let it go. Because the kindness will never come if you're still dwelling on the, on, the, on the scars of your past. Are you here in church? There are family members you have to forgive. Mama hurt me so bad, but mama, I'm going to forgive you. Because if I don't forgive mama, my future is not secure. 
Yes, daddy ran out of our lives when we were younger. But I have to let daddy go. Because if I don't let daddy go, my future is not secure. Many of you are still angry at your grandmom, at your granddad, at your father, at your ex. You're still upset. Let me tell you where your victory lies. You hurt me so bad. But I'm willing to let it go. You've made me cry overnight. But I've started to let you go. You've hurt me so bad. I'm not saying go go and become friends with your ex again. I'm not saying that. Don't quote me. If you're married, face your husband. But it's the time of God. I need to deal with the scar because I'm still bleeding. You want to know the truth? It will help you. In your private time, call your ex by name and let him go. Let her go. Let me say it again. In your private time, call your ex by name and say, whatever the name is, ABC, I release you from my heart. I let you go. I promise you, that is the highest level of freedom. God will pull the scar from you naturally. And that scar will no longer be a point of reference again. Rise up on your feet. Every one of us has been hurt one way or the other. We've been hurt. Maybe church. Maybe friends. Maybe families. Maybe by myself even. Maybe I've hurt you. I cannot bless you if I've hurt you. I don't know who it is in your life that has scarred you so bad and you are bleeding. You know you are bleeding. How are you, Delicia? Don't come out here. June the 3rd. Don't come out. Don't lift up your hands. Don't lift up your hands. Don't come out. Don't lift up your hands. Don't come out. June the 3rd. That's your birthday. So scarred from your ex so bad that you feel like what's the point you are angry at men don't come out to lift up your hand June the 3rd is your birthday stay there and now you're asking what is the point you are angry you are bleeding let me tell you what the Lord is doing tonight the Lord is lifting your scab and breathing on that wound and sealing every broken blood vessel the question, would you let him? Would you let him? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to call your name, Marvin, because what I see for you is big and great. Are you hearing? Like I say every single time, there's an amazing future you have in your hand. Yes, amazing future. And I'm trying not to do this, but I'm going to do it because I see God breaking one thing. One thing. There is a pain you have to release. A pain that has been scarred. Sometimes you don't feel like you're, you feel like you're not angry. You're very, you're very happy guy, but at this, there's this reference points. Keep going back. I don't want to be precise by name, but the Lord says He wants to blot that part out of your life. So much so that they have what you want. I wish I could call the name. I won't. They have what you want, what you struggle to have. And a lot of times, all you need, all you need is just a phone call to say, hey, sis, oh hey, someone, I need this help and I need that help. But you will not do that because you are angry. You don't have to cry, Marvin. Can't take a hug. You know? 
You don't have to cry because the Lord knows that you need this more than ever. And you could have called that number and tell her, I need a help. But you've said to yourself, I'd rather go hungry than beg. Because in your, in your, yes, you're a strong man, you know. You're a strong man. Can I have tissue? I don't want to be personal, but you've calculated what, doctor, what doctors earn. Does it make sense? What doctors earn? Doctors, precisely, right? You've calculated what doctors earn and say, if only. The Lord said to tell you, not, you, you are not left alone. Marvin, if, I don't want to use the word if I'm a man of God. Marvin, as long as God is true, this entire church will see your prosperity come. Marvin, you may not have to, you may not have to go Basidon. Basidon will have to come to you. <laughs> that makes sense, right? It makes sense. Bas Basidon. You may have, you may not have to go to Basidon, but Basidon will come to you. God will prove to you. But God said to tell you, son, if you can, it's hard. Lord, heal my wound. I can see that part of you red. Heal your wound. God will bring healing to the bruised. Akria, I decided not to call you by name. Where is Akria? Come. Come close. I struggle to fight not to call you by name. But I can't do this without saying this. I'm not embarrassing you. I'm helping you today. You hear me and I say to the church, you have an amazing future. Amen. Hear me? Amen. I'm not hyping you. Are you hearing me, Akria? You have every reason to feel the way you feel. You have every reason to be angry. And you may be angry at this words that's been spoken now. But I saw the Lord's hand like a thread and a leather, clo a leather cloth. Like a big needle going through a Are you hearing me, Akria? I see a big needle going through a leather cloth and the needle was trying to pierce through this leather. It was hard, but pierced through and joined these broken leathers. And what I hear for you is this, that the season might be rough. It might be, it doesn't make sense to you in this season, but God is joining some things in the spirit. Hear me? Don't hear me as your father. Hear me as God's prophet. That all the questions you've asked in your private space, God when, God why, God what. The hand of God has gone before you. And all God said I should tell you. You know you can cry. I know you're tired. I know. I know you're tired. I know you're tired. And, and, and it's okay to want to give up. But the Lord is saying that I'm coming to bind your wounds. I don't have a prophetic answer for you. But what I hear is what I hear. I The Lord said to tell you. 
in the midst of your tired. It's okay, it's okay to cry this out. That he's the one that could mend you. I saw the heart, it's like a, a thick leather. And it doesn't make sense because this big needle tried to pierce through, but went through eventually if you let God. I don't know when I'm going to say this again, too, but if you let God. Are you hearing me now, queer? If you let God in this season of your life. Because what I see right now is that you are, you are in the last phase of this scale to drop. The scab will drop. And you will make sense of this pain. It is the Lord that has kept you up to this time. I struggled not to come out here, but I, I know that if I go back home, the Lord will fight me for this. And one word I have for you, Aquia. The Lord said to tell you, and this is the word of the Lord. The Lord said, would you not see me recompense you in my faithfulness? If you let God be God in this journey, I promise you as his oracle, if you let God be God, it will not be long. The Lord will take you by hand and the Lord will elevate you and the things that you felt like, God, I don't qualify for this. This is not me. It's gone beyond me. God will bring you before tables of conversations that you will be one of the people who release a voice of counsel. Hear me. Hear me. And the last one I'm going to say to you, and I've, I can say to you privately, Akria, I'll say it now, you hear. Forgive that woman. It doesn't matter how much you are angry, forgive that woman who shares the same bloodline with you. Let it go, let her go, let the pain go. Will you do that? No. Will you do that? You forgive that woman and watch God be God. Are you hearing me? It may not make sense now, but there is recompense coming to you. This is the last phase of your scab. And God will heal you. Oh, where is he? It's you, young man. I keep, come close. I keep seeing you. Come close. You. You. Yes, you. It's looking for who to turn to. Come. Sorry, church. I need to draw the microphone now. Jackie, I'm bringing your son to you. Hold him by the shoulders. You have to leave. It's fine. Come. Hold his shoulders. I'm going to say something to you, okay? Thank you. What I want to say to his heart. Well, hear my mind. Hear my heart. Are you hearing me? I saw your son carve a big stick and put it in his father's heart. It is not physical. I saw you carve a thick stick and pierce your father by heart because of your anger. You think you can manage it. You're upset for right reasons. You're upset because you have to grow up so quickly. You're upset because you haven't even enjoyed yourself. You don't have to cry, son. You, don't have to, you haven't enjoyed yourself as a young man. You're upset because now you're the one that has to put food on your mother's table. And because you don't want your mother to suffer, You've grown up so quick to do the work of your father. And now you're so angry and bitter. And to a point where you don't even care if you produce a mixtape that has his name on it. But the truth is that you have a right reason to be upset. But I promise you that your future is brighter than your father's. I'm not saying this just to make you feel funny. You have an amazing future and I hear the Lord say to tell you to let him be. 
There is a track you probably might make, or you have made, or you have made, or you have made already. And the track is about your father. Don't even call out his name, how he left you, and how you have to grow up. And I can almost give you word for word in the, in the lyrics. I may not rap like you, but I'm, I'm going to give you the word for word that you said in your writing. Are you hearing me? And the, the thing that you use some BF word, and I understand that you are angry. It's okay, you're very upset. But you say that you called him a name that he was not man enough that you have to step up your game. And you say that, you know what, there's no problem because he used the word, it almost sounded like a waste man, but you are dead to even cover your mother and cover the shame that you have to work so hard. And you made a statement like, I had to drop or lose some things in order to fend for my home. Rayom, hear me. You are created for more than this. Are you hearing me? You will let him go. You forgive him. Are you hearing? Church, does it make sense what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? You will let him go. Rayom, I promise you. There is one thing the Lord says I should tell you. Don't impress your father. Don't send him a message to say, see what I'm, I'm doing well without you. Are you hearing? Life will push you so bad to the wall that you want him to see what you're doing. The Lord said to tell you, you are a prince. You're not for the streets. I'm speaking to your DNA. There are people that will head on to you for your gift. But you are a prince. You're not for the streets. And the same man who left years ago will come back saying, where is my son? God will make you indeed a light. Not just to your mom, but to those around you. The Lord says, indeed, be different. I saw your anger. It was so bad that you pierced the man by heart. And allegorically, it means that you're so offended and so angry. If you don't forgive him, you will end up the rest of your life like him. Are you hearing me, Rayom? Does that make sense to you? You let him go. You forgive him. You forgive him. Are you sure? You let him go. You won't write any diss track about him. You cancel everything you've written already about him. You shred it and let it go. And look to heaven because the Lord has his hands on you. Are you hearing? You? You know I'm going to call you, right? You know I'm going to call you, right? I'm going to call you, right? I'm not asking for dissociation with your mother. But you're so, you're, you're, you're so hurt and so angry. Yeah, don't hold it back. Let it flow. Let God heal you. So angry and so hurt to a point where you say stuff like, you have, you have grandkids. So angry. But don't delete that. I won't say the other part because it's very confidential. Are you hearing me? But so angry. At this point, you're like, God, I'm done with everything. Bleeding, bleeding on two sides. Bleeding on one covering and one covering, covering. In, in that, if you know what I mean. And, and it, it looks like this hurt is so bad that it's almost, it's almost become a transfer aggression. If you forgive, what I saw for you is like a big door open. If you forgive, the Lord will open the doors for you. Are you hearing me, Colette? He will open that door for you. You know? And if you've compared yourself and said, how come they see the twin and not me? But I see the Lord, the Lord said to tell you that you are born and built differently. 
and it may not make sense that love is shown to one another the other and the statement you made did we not come at the same time why was one favored and not the other one the lord would allow you indeed to be an eternal excellence hear god moving you for your sake in the name of jesus lift up your hand say lord i need you to heal me say heal me of any wounds tell the lord to do that in one minute i'm ending now heal me of any wounds Heal me of any wounds. Yes, we've got 30 seconds to go. Heal me of any wounds. Leonita, I hear your conversation. If I can read it in books, is this a fairy tale? If you've done it for others, why is it hard for me? And I had a conversation with you and God that's made you so almost frustrated you and you're saying, God, if you are real, show yourself. And you're at a point of God, I may just drop this thing. I may just leave this thing. It doesn't make sense. And so the wound has gone so deep, you're even beginning to doubt if God hears you at all. And to you, church has become almost work. Like, what's the point? It's hard. It doesn't make sense. But I believe tonight God is stretching his hand to heal everyone that is bleeding in this house. Are you here in church? And I decree and I prophesy in the name of Jesus that the Lord is restoring again our health in the name of Jesus. Everyone here going through some emotional stuff. I decree and I prophesy there was divine restoration coming to you in the name of Jesus. God is healing your wounds. He's healing your wounds. He's healing your wounds. For many of us, it's just I just want to come to church, but I'm still hurt. I'm still wounded. Lord, you are healing our wounds even tonight. In the name of Jesus, heal our infirmities. I'm buying our wounds. In the name of Jesus, heal our pains and heal our wounds. In the name of Jesus. Heal our hearts, oh God, tonight. And we want to leave this place healed, afresh, afresh. Afresh, oh God. Raindrop of your glory. Raindrop of your glory. Heal us, oh God. Heal us. <laughs>